For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on the show, we have Kyle Johnston. Hi, Kyle. Hey everyone, how's it going? <laughs> good, 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 Kyle. Good. Thanks for joining us. We, you've got some really exciting stuff going on for the film oh, yeah. community. Before we get into that, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and telling us how you got into photography? Uh, yeah. So for me, uh, I would say photography kind of started when I was 13 years old, I'd say. Uh, I did have uh, a Ninja Turtles camera, you know, when Ooh. I was much oh. younger. Um, cool. which I actually, I missed that thing. I need to, to track one down. I'm sure it's going to cost me an arm and a leg to, uh, to get one of those <laughs> yep, these days. Yep. But, but yeah, I, I moved to Long Island in New York and uh, dad signed me up for a summer enrichment program to do, of course, then it was just photography. Um, but I was shooting 35 millimeter. We were doing black and white. So it was the whole deal, you know, uh, learning composition and, and shooting pulling the film out of the canister, you know, doing the whole development Aww. thing in the dark room and everything. So that was really exciting to do from such a young age. And At 13, um, that's you know, so I, awesome. Yeah, I, I developed a love for it early on. And the sad thing is, is, you know, I, I as a lot of us did, you kind of drift away from it. And, uh, you know, towards college, I, I got back into digital photography. And for me, it was, you know, hours and hours of linda.com courses to like yeah learn. yeah yeah oh what was the, do you remember his name the the guy uh, who, who taught all the courses he had like the the silver white hair but he was I amazing see, and i can see his yeah. face oh man <laughs> that was like so many hours worth of of diving into every little facet on like you know exposure and compensation uh and composition and for me that was fun to come back to it and then eventually uh, my desire to to get back into film piqued my interest and if this is dating when i actually did it i bought a canon a1 program for about 40 dollars on ebay so that oh, gives wow. us a good indication mm-hmm. for like yeah, when, okay. uh, <laughs> when i got back into film but yeah, it's it's been fantastic, and for me, um, I just like how the process slows me down, and I really get an enjoyment out of it because you know I have a 
digital camera and um, I don't have that many clients. I kind of just like, I work with friends and people that, um, that I know for a while and I'll shoot a lot of motorsport and whatnot and camera set to like 30 frames per second. I'm just holding mm-hmm. down the shutter and it doesn't yeah. matter like, you know, what the composition is, as long as your subjects in the frame yeah. and whatnot, that's kind of, you know, you've got your objective and it didn't feel like photography for me anymore. And it, it kind of, took it away, uh, that, that element from me. So getting back into film really kind of slowed me down. I was able to be more methodical. I was able to, you know, see beyond my subject, really Mm. get the frame that I wanted to. And that, that process was, was really the most enjoyable thing about coming back to film. So do you do photography for work? Uh, I do not. Uh, I, my day job, I still hold down a full-time day job. I am the guy who does some of the product photography for my company. Uh, but, for the most part, film was, or um, photography in general was just kind of an outlet for me. I basically, that was, you know, I used to live in New York City for a while. Um, I was, I grew up in that area, but it was my muse. It was kind of something I did to escape. And I had, I took on paying work. So, you know, every once in a while I'd, I'd get jobs uh, coming my way. And it was fun because I got to choose the clients that I did because it wasn't, it wasn't the thing that paid the bills. And I think for me, it was almost scary to make that jump because I've had a lot of people say like, you know, you're really talented at this. You could do this for a living. And for me, I, I looked at that and I said, yeah, you know, I could. But when it becomes a work, mm. am I going to love it the same? Sound familiar, Timothy? <laughs> yeah, that's like my life story. <laughs> it always scares me. I, You know, I pride people so much that can make a career out of photography because I always forget because I'm so self-consumed with my photography of where like what I'm into is kind of so important to me that I forget that there's like jobs, you know, there's there's product photography, there's, you know, magazine photography, new paper, newspaper. Well, are there newspaper photographers anymore? But, you know, it's just it's I always forget that. And then I, you know, then we meet up for one of these and it's, you know, that's what Chris does. She does, you know, on set photography and like that. That's what she wants her. I want that's the furthest thing from what I want in this world. You know, like that just terrifies me. I I mean, yeah, it's it's really for me. I I envy people that that do it for a living because they are just masters of their craft. You know, you have to be Uh, agreed. Yeah, you you train to do that. And, and, you know, your clients have an expectation. And, you know, for as much of, of the. You know, I get hired to do certain jobs every once in a while, and I just get that, like, my heart would be beating. I, yeah. I've, I've done a couple uh, weddings for friends, and I'm like, never again. I'm like, no. Like, I, I did a great job. They were thrilled with the results, but, like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep my distance. And I'll, I'll continue to shoot the things that, that I enjoy. But, you know, there's a whole broad spectrum, and, you know, it's just it's amazing to see the results that people put out, regardless of, you know, whether it's personal work or professional. So now when you, when you got bit by the film bug, do you still shoot digital or have you kind of moved away from that because you found film photography again? Uh, So I do still shoot digital. I, uh, I have ironically probably the most film kind of digital camera one can have at this point. I I (laughs) traded up my X-T3 for an X-Pro3. So, yeah. I, you know, I have the back back window just displaying whatever like my film simulation is. Uh, and I'm trying to um, I'm getting some adapters to adapt some manual lenses for that. But I've, I've been trying to do more film. And for me, kind of one of the reasons why granary became a thing was 
I I was almost a little hesitant, a little scared because, you know, film is such an important medium to a lot of us. And, you know, there's a cost to it. There's not only a monetary value, there's time to, that goes into it. You know, you have to wait for these results. And for that, I was like, I was constantly going to different places, different resources. I'd go to, you know, I'd search on Instagram for hashtag film is not dead. And yeah. I'd be on the uh, Reddit, our analog. And I'd be looking at stuff on there. And I was like, you know, this is fantastic. This is, these photos are helping me improve and kind of visualize how I want to do certain shots and whatnot. And, you know, how this film will render this color. And it was just like, these outlets are great, but they're not exactly like what I'd want right yeah. in this moment. Like if I'm loading up Kodak Gold 200, like I'd like to see those. And, you know, the Reddit didn't have a great way of sorting that kind of stuff. So for me, like jumping back into film when I did, you know, I very much enjoyed the process, but I wanted to just improve my photography as I did. And, you know, it is just like, it's a little slow in the time that, that you're going through and you're, you're taking your shots, you're sending them out to a lab or you're developing them at home and you get them back and you see those results. And you're like, oh, I could have done that better. Or this mm -hmm. was actually, mm -hmm. you know, underexposed and, and, you know, it's the little things that you improve. And I was trying to look for a way to kind of compress that timeline to, to get better. Mm. But thankfully, I'm not as fearful to, to just go out and shoot. <laughs> Can you tell our listeners what granary is and or what like what you hoped it to be too? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of amazing to me to just look back at this, because uh, it's been an absolute whirlwind of nearly three months now since yeah. I kind of put the Reddit post out there. Yeah, Granary started about two years ago. I was in my tiny apartment in New York City at, you know, the height of the pandemic. I was in the middle of Queens and like the epicenter of the epicenter. So, oh, yeah. goodness. you know, it, it was it was basically like I was living in this little box. And when you're in New York and that's that's your space, your community, your neighborhood becomes that like extension of your of your own living space. You know, the the coffee shop you go to and the library and, and everything it makes your world feel a bit bigger. And then suddenly when you're forced to just kind of stay at home, it was a little bit, you know, jarring to, to kind of get that realization. And I just like photography was my medium. I would go out and I would shoot. And, you know, at, uh, at that time I would rotate back and forth between the, the Fuji and I had a Minolta CLE by the time that I had started um, uh, working on Granary. But it is kind of the the dream social media platform and community that I wish existed that we had currently, because we have some really great socials, but they're just too far off into these directions where, you know, uh, you're getting shown too many ads or, you know, there's a real blaring in your face and it kind of takes you out of the, the photography. And I was like, can I, can I take these, look at these platforms that I've been using now for a decade. It's crazy to think that Instagram has yeah. been around for a decade right. and can I distill down, you know, the best parts of this app, remove the worst parts, the stuff that we don't like that that takes us out of it? And can I build that? Can I actually make a social media platform where we, you know, we're sharing photos and, and everything? And two years ago, I didn't know how to do that. I wouldn't know the first place to start <laughs> to, to know how to do that. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I have a design and a, a marketing background and, you know, coding wasn't something I knew how to do, but um stuck at home. I need an outlet. I need to learn stuff. And this is crazy. <laughs> basically, I, I just looked and I was like, well, I would really like to 
find a, a new path for me, like a new career path and web development and that that kind of direction seems like something that I can do because it doesn't require me to go back to school. I can still find jobs and, and improve my standard of living. And, you know, I started off, it was the greenery and it was just a little <laughs> passion project. And it has kind of snowballed from there, you know, just day after day, yeah. m- week after week, month after month, um, just spending time learning how to develop, how to, how to code. And it just, it's now a real thing. And it's, it's strange to think that, you know, I myself have the capability of that, but thankfully we live in an age now where there's, there's technologies where, you know, I can have a secure authenticated login um, and everyone's data is protected by that. And, and it's, it's actually real. Like that used to just exist in the realm of super wonky, people that needed six-figure salaries. And, and that's why right. social media was the realm of these multi-billion dollar companies because they were the yeah. only ones that could support that. And it's it's really nice to see that we've almost democratized this process to, to the point where, you know, someone like me, um, who's just really passionate and, and says like, hey, I like this, but it could be better, can actually make it better and make it work. And and it's it's astonishing to, to see the, the result of that already. Man, I didn't even think of that about, you know, the security aspects. Like I man, just the, the load that you've taken on. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, there's gotta and be so many checklists that you have to go through with this stuff. Oh. It, it's it's been quite a process to to get there and and I'm thrilled to to know like originally things were um, you know, it would just live on all the code would live on my GitHub uh, repository and and you know it was right now it's uh, a private repo but it is to not to get too technical but I, I will be open sourcing everything so that everyone can see that I'm not like trying to steal all your data and sell it yeah, to people yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's no hidden code to to throw in advertisements like in three months but I, I have had some some software engineering friends take a look at everything and like you started doing this two years ago like yeah. uh, <laughs> this is actually better than some of the people I work with that get a paycheck to do this so I'm Man. I'm thrilled with with that aspect you know I've That's gotta I've feel put good. a lot of time and energy into it and and thankfully it's paying dividends now it's been fun to watch like as as like from an outsider kind of watch you you know sometimes when you like pop up for air again you're like all right guys I've done this 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 I haven't slept like or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, I've just been like cheering you on, like as as somebody who is very excited for this type of app, just because like, I mean, how many times, Tim, have we said on the show, like, oh, man, we wish somebody would like make an Instagram like just for photography. Like, yeah. we know the community is dying for it. And I've been really enjoying what it is so far, just because like, it's kind of like a, a happy place almost. Like, there's no... You know, Instagram is so bogged down with with just like reels. Yeah, I don't even know how to look at photos anymore. I was going to yeah. ask you the other day because <laughs> I know you still go on Instagram all the time. And I've been really trying to kind of get myself back into it a little bit. And I never see photos. I'll see I like know. one photo and then it's like video after video yeah. after video. It's, and I'm like, am I missing a button somewhere that I so need to I don't hit? either. Or, I'm pretty sure that's just the way it is now, right? Yeah, I'm so confused. What I noticed is if you click on t- to a reel, it kind of will turn into TikTok. It'll just be like the next yeah, thing you're going to see yeah, is real, yeah. real, real. You have to like shake yourself awake and like go back out, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just be Instagram. If, if Instagram stayed Instagram, wouldn't well, that be I mean, wonderful? they're all like that now too. Like YouTube <laughs> yes. does it. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Twitter does it. I mean, just insane. 
Just insane. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious at this point if our attention span is actually getting shorter, or if it's just the the way that these platforms have chosen to, to mm-hmm. the direction they've chosen to go in. Because, you know, it's it's strange to look at the business side of, of all of this, because not many people have that that perspective. But yeah. I remember, you know, 10 years ago, uh, I was at a Lewis Black stand-up uh, show <laughs> uh, in upstate New York when I was in school. And I got a push noti- notification to my phone saying that Instagram had been bought by Facebook for $1 billion. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. they don't they don't sell anything. What? Yeah. Why is it this valuable that, you know, that this company that is just, you're just sharing photos. Like, how is that of any value, let alone the most expensive company ever bought at this time? Yeah. And, and it's because they're just like, it was always a long-term thing for them to just kind of throw as many ads in your face as possible. And when it's a quick TikTok or, you know, a short reel, you're going through the content so much faster now. And it's it's been weird to have this opportunity to, to see how people engage with granary and have to kind of unlearn those behaviors and, and have them not do that like double tap scroll, double tap scroll, mm-hmm, because we're mm-hmm. we're just we're almost trained to do yeah. this. And yep. I'm having to unlearn those behaviors. Like people are asking like, oh, when, when do we get to, um, to like double tap in order to like a post? I'm like, I'm not sure that's going to be in there. Like I almost didn't have, <laughs> even have likes in the app to begin with, hmm. you know? Oh, interesting. But I just thought it was like uh-huh. such a, it would have been too much of a departure for a lot of people. And I think for me at the outset, just the, the number of roles that I would need to do from like art direction to user experience and user interactions um, I try not to deviate too much from what people knew and expected because I didn't want to have to teach them. Like I wanted it to feel familiar, yeah, which is better. And yeah. the, the hope is that I achieved that. Dude, I mean, I, I love it. I, I recently, I haven't been on it as long as Chris. It, it's probably been about two weeks now, I think, that I've been playing around with it, just going through. And it reminds me of when I had my iPhone 4S and I downloaded <laughs> Instagram for the first time. That's what it reminds me of. It, it's just so simple to to look at photos. You know, you don't have to deal with all the noise. I mean, like you, like you're like the tagline for granary is it's like no you know no advertising there we go there's the word <laughs> no advertising and no you know it's just and another thing that really got me was see i we always boast on Flickr. we're old Flickr heads yeah. you know we love and i loved that about Flickr is that you could pump in you know the camera the lens the film how many stops and and you still give room to explain your experience too like I that's too. I, I, I love that feature you know that's my favorite part of 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 that stuff is because i probably haven't looked at you know at a photo that i've shot in a while but i remember exactly what camera that was on what lens what film i just remember that stuff and i think we do as photographers and stuff we're like oh yeah that was kodak gold or you know like, mm-hmm, it's yeah and it's just fun to to kind of I don't know, not brag. It's not a bragging thing, but it's fun no, to just it's, be it's like. No, it's not, but it's also like really valuable tool. Like it, it mm-hmm. part yeah. of yeah. why I set out to do this was, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking like I am still, I'm still very much a student. Like I don't pretend to be any amazing photographer. Yeah, yeah. And there's still so much for me to learn and, and not only learn, but like connect with other people. Like if you have a Minolta X700 and you have 
you're having issues with your shutter or whatnot. Like you can find someone, you can find everyone else on Granary right now that is shooting that same camera. You can reach out yeah. to someone like, like, hey, how long have you had this camera? Did you get it CLA'd? Where did you get it? Uh, where did you get it cleaned? Like, did you have someone repair it? And eventually, like, there's so many things that I have in terms of like building this out and really making this a place to not only share and collaborate and be inspired, but also to learn a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, having these little groups, subgroups of like people who have the same camera as you. And it doesn't have to be a gas thing. It, it can just be like, it, we have this similar experience now. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that's a, just a, another great way to, to connect people. Man, I didn't even think of that. When, you know, you look at the, that the, you're using the same camera and you're having an issue and you're like, hey, have you had this, the shutter sticking, you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of, that's, that's great. Yeah, I mean, we're all trying to, we're all trying to keep like, you know, 30, 40 year old cameras going. <laughs> yeah, yeah so seriously. True. So it's true. All, all like old gears just gummed up with everything and, and you uh-huh. know, we're not mechanical engineers. So it's, mm-hmm. it's helpful to, to kind of ping these things off of people and to have a community, frankly, that's there where you can get those answers. So I know it was a it was kind of a, it was on the it was like a website first. Right. Was there ever were you kind of wanting it to be more like a Flickr type thing? And then because I, I think I heard you were like, I guess everybody wants it to be an app. I'm going to go and try and do that now. <laughs> Is that kind of what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I think I <laughs> shot myself in the foot when I was uh, registering the domain name because I was like, OK, I like the name Granary. And a little backstory on that. It was just like, okay, well, granary is a kind of a misspelling of granary, which is where you would store grain. I guess the etymology mm. of that is like descends from oh. Dutch. So it's not spelled the same way that we spell grain in the way that like a farmer would like store their stuff in a silo or whatnot. Um, so granary was essentially a repository to store film grain. I but, love that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I, I misspelled it by like one letter. Can I get the .com? And the .com wasn't available. So I'm like, well, it's a web app. I'll just get granary.app and then we're good. Ah. And then, you know, I, I put the Reddit post up and, you know, in my hubris, I was like, oh, people will be fine with the progressive web app. Like they're all nerds like me. They'll just, <laughs> you know, navigate to the website on their on their phone, hit the save to homepage button and it'll make a little app icon on their homepage and but that's it's like it's not the same so right people, yeah. people jumped on they're like this is amazing i love what you did when's the app coming and i'm like uh, yeah i will get right on that so then i have <laughs> to get right on that you know and i don't know how to make apps so that was like another thing for me to have to learn how's that how's that experience been been i mean it's it's admirable to like think like i don't know how to do it but i'm gonna I guess i'm gonna like teach myself yeah I, I i mean it's the the audacity that i had to even learn and set out to do this in the first place that when people were like you know can you make an app and i'm just like yeah i'll i'll do that and then i'm like okay how do i do that so <laughs> i instantly I, it's funny i actually bought the course uh previously but i, I logged back on to my uh uh udemy account which is kind of like the new age uh lynda.com and i saw that i had a you know a course to make mobile apps that i had bought previously so i'm like okay i guess i need to Perfect. watch this and i'm looking at that and i'm like this is 30 hours like how long is that gonna take? like i still have a full-time job so <laughs> the, literally the i think the reddit post went up god and that was just amazing response too but that went up almost three months ago and by the end of the week i think it went up on a tuesday by like Friday or maybe Friday the next week, I was like, okay, I'm going to make an app. So I basically started this 30 hour course and I was just blasting through it at 1.5 X speed, like trying to 
go as fast as possible to learn how to do mobile app development. And like, and then it started to just come together. And, you know, thankfully, a lot of the work that I did to code the website, kind of the, the actual logic wound up being able to be kind of pieced into the mobile apps. It just, you know, for the mobile apps wound up having to be all the kind of front end stuff, the visuals and like how this is arranged and where this image goes, and like how to connect everything together. That was the stuff that took a little while. And, you know, the, in, the interactions on an app are much different than the interactions mm-hmm. on a website. So, you know, there's a little bit of fine tuning where they're essentially, you know, it was like 20,000 lines of code for the website. And then now I have to do another 20,000 lines of code for the mobile wow. apps. And, you know, it's, it's coming along and, you know, I, I was hoping that I was going to, uh, under promise and over deliver. And I was <laughs> like, originally I told people, I was like, this will take me six to eight weeks. And then I got through that weekend, just absolutely blasting through the course. And I was like, wait, this might take me like four weeks. And then, <laughs> you know, as is, as is, you know, tradition, uh, it, it didn't actually work out that way. And it looks like I'm going to be originally in that um, six to eight week, you know, schedule, but we're really close. I mean, you guys have both tested out the app now. Yeah, it is yeah. very nearly um, what the website is. In some cases, it's better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a whole new thing that I've had to learn. And, you know, I had to pass two years nearly to, to make the website. And then I've had the past two months to, to make the app. Wow. So it's, it's been a lot of a lot of catch up and a lot of long nights, but you it's know, gonna, it's, it's going to be pop. worth it. It's something I'm really passionate about. And, and thankfully the community has been super supportive. Like everyone is just amazed that this came about in the first place. And um, the other saving grace is that, you know, we're all film photographers. We're used to having to wait to see results. So <laughs> uh, yeah. that people yes. haven't been so pushy about things. So it's, it's been Man. great. So how many current users do you do you think you have or do you know how many people were on? No, I have a direct number. I mean, I, I didn't oh, yeah, I check since would, like probably. this morning, <laughs> but but yeah, um, since that original Reddit post two, not even three months ago, uh, we are, God, like probably about 4,800 users. No already. way. And wow. I have done zero marketing whatsoever. Like my Instagram channel is literally just the only way that I'm communicating with people. I have like six posts up on there. Nothing looks good. Like I'm a, I'm a graphic designer by like, by trade. Uh, but the, all the photos on there are just like, uh, I need to get a post out to like inform people about this. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been basically all word of mouth to, to get yeah. to this point. And it's just like, I can't thank everyone enough for, for being so supportive and, and like sharing and saying like, Hey, I'm trying this new thing. It's amazing. Like, come join me. And yeah, it's been amazing to see people just like fall back in love with their own photos. And, and that's incredible. Kind of a fresh start. Man. So it's fun. Yeah, that's like the other plus side of this is like, you, it's a, like I can present my work in a way that I want to versus like, you know, Instagram started off being like just with friends and I would take pictures of us all going out or like my lunch or whatever, whatever. And then it had turned into like, a portfolio, which is, yeah, you know, that's what yeah. I use it for. We, we feel however we feel about that. But it's nice. You know, I've, I've been thinking like, I want to archive my entire Instagram and start fresh. Like I want to start shoot all new work and present it all new. Like this is like the perfect place for that. You can kind of it's, it's liberating, figure right? out. Yeah, you, you can just start over, start fresh or like really think about what you want to present to people. I was thinking of even like, it could be like like a website for people. If they don't want to use Instagram, they could say, this is a better presentation of my portfolio and send that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's actually what I've 
tried to to set up uh, kind of long term because I mean uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but there is like uh, on the face of it, okay, just putting photos on a website that has a cost. Like there's server costs, there's storage fees. Mm-hmm. My search algorithm's super powerful. That that's actually like half of my my like costs and. It's unfortunate because we're just we're so used to these these ways of you just you trade your data and your browsing history and, and everything to, to Instagram. And actually, I was looking at the numbers. I think it's like thirty three to thirty five dollars a month that your actual, you know, your use of the app generates to them. Oh, wow. um, and it's it's a bit difficult because I, I would love to I would love to make this, uh, you know, completely free. But I've tried to price things. Um, for mm-hmm. the what I call Granary Plus subscription to be as cost effective as possible to to really aggressively price it, and I, I have things at basically three dollars a month, and that is your like you can post unlimited amounts of stuff in addition to all the other features that we can get into later. But yeah, like new users w- when you start out um, during the beta right now, it's it's eighteen photos, and then you know when when we officially launch when the apps are out. Uh, it'll be 36 photos and, you know, you can, if you want to delete stuff and then re-upload, that's totally fine. But essentially it was like, how do I, how do I make this actually something that, that lasts and and is something that can survive and, and doing it that way, I thought was the best way to really connect people that are really passionate about this and make a platform that, that people actually enjoy using. So that was basically the, the way that I felt could really clean things up and and mm-hmm. make it so that we're we log on and we enjoy the things that we're seeing we're not just disassociating and scrolling and and at that point are you even like taking in the photos that you're seeing if it's if it's wedged in between like a reel and an ad for for something else it's crazy too like i don't even see people that i follow anymore like it used to be like i'm seeing only my friends and people that i follow and it's in an order that makes sense now i'm like i don't even know what i'm looking at anymore then you when you get sucked in which is the worst is why i kind of stay away from tiktok is like it'll just i'm like don't even know what I'm consuming. I'm like, where yeah. did that 20 minutes go? Yes. I, I haven't even seen one thing that I wanted to look at. And, and, it's, and it's a shame. And it's something that like, I, I think is going to be refreshing for a lot of people to come into, but uh, to getting back to my earlier point um, about uh, the subscriptions, but I, I would love for this to be like that core granary subscription. You can orient your profile in a way that it is essentially the forward facing. It could be, you know, your website, it, it could be yeah. that clean, you know, layout that, that you want to present to people that, you know, maybe you want to get to show off to potential clients if you do weddings or, you know, if if you're doing advertising or whatnot, like I would love for this to be the place that you're p- proud of the work that you put out. And it's not just it's not just the work that gets you the likes, because that's the mm-hmm. only way that other people see your your photos, because that's, mm. you know, there's no algorithm. For granary, that's the at the end of the day. Like your feed is chronological. The the photos mm-hmm. come in in the order they were uploaded, and you know it, other people will see your work when they are on. It's not just like you know we're gonna shove a meme in front of you right, first, and then right. you know, maybe we'll squeeze in one person you know in this twenty minute session. Yeah, I don't have I don't have advertisers to to cram in a ton of ads in between the stuff that you're actually there to see. So you're just there consuming all the content that you wanted to see. 
which which I think is great. That's so different, too, because while we've been sitting here talking about this, I was thinking about Instagram and how it is and how it was for the last couple of years of like people start Instagrams to try to make it too you know what mm-hmm. i mean like there's yeah. now a, a a culture around you know instagram famous or you know social media is kind of a tool for people to be to get out there and to get seen and to get heard and it kind of took the innocence away and the like for the people who aren't on the grind trying to blow up and be completely yeah. you know all that whole thing like it kind of brings back that when i used to share photos to Flickr, it was to share my photos and work for you know critique and mm-hmm. and i would also scroll through Flickr to be inspired and to learn like we were talking about at the beginning it just yeah. kind of takes it back to to that that simpler time and i feel like our brains are so I mean, I, I shouldn't say work because I don't want to lump everybody in this, but we we run this podcast. So like I'm always trying to think of ways to like get the podcast seen and to grow and to to get our big shining moment and stuff you like need that. To be multidisciplinary so, at this point. Yeah, yeah. And and I, there's no relaxing when you're on Instagram because that's what you're thinking. You're like, oh, well, I could comment on this person and yeah. maybe they'll listen to an episode yeah. or, you know, like there's always a catch to going on these apps that I don't think. I realize or we realize that we're in it for something when we're on these apps and then going over to Granary and just like chilling and being like, wow, look at that car. Like, look at that sunset. Oh, man, look at how moody that that storefront was. I saw this awesome photo of a storefront. I wish I could remember the person's name, but I I saw this (laughs) awesome moody storefront photo. And I was like, man, that's that's what I'm looking to do. You know what I mean? Like it just brought this. There was nobody enticing me to do something, you know, like I wasn't feeling like I had to, you know, That's very know. that's that that's very Flickr for me when back in the day I was like uploading to Flickr to show it to all the Flickr people that I was like, you know, in the bubble with like, oh, yeah. well, check out this band that I shot. Look, like I like miss that to having a place where you're, you're like it's your own community. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that that's really the thing for for me is that it, it's a place where. People are allowed to be a photographer. You're allowed to succeed as a photographer. You're allowed to fail as a photographer. You're not failing, quote unquote, because you're not a videographer. You know, like you, you don't have to mm-hmm. dance in front of the camera yeah. for yeah. Um, for 20 minutes just to get oh, your content man, out there. You're putting out content. It's for photographers. Like it's, it's unfortunate because like Instagram started out. If you look at it on the face of it, it's like, this seems like a perfect place for photographers. Like, I'm going to share my work. It's going to get out. People are going to see it. And as it became more of a social media, and as unfortunately, as they are trying to chase and move into a different market, like become mm-hmm. TikTok or whatever, they're leaving a lot of us photographers behind. And yeah, maybe I just saw the writing on the wall before everyone else, but... As photographers, we just want to put out the best work that we can and not have to waste time to, you know, figure out, you know, oh, I need to, you know, I need a a bounce card for my own face and like this ring light and and this microphone (laughs) and and I need to do a bunch of editing um, and be super clever about, you know, that just to make it onto other people's feeds. Like you should be on other people's feeds if they follow you. You should be able to discover new people. And that's just, that's how it used to be. I I grew on Instagram as a photographer, like it made me better. And then that, that like golden period for that just kind of seems like it started to slip away as it it got more commercialized. So that's, I guess what I'm trying to bring back. Do you have any, can you, I mean, you don't have to, but do you have any like features that you're really excited about that you're looking forward to sharing or you kind of want to keep that under wraps? Uh, No, I mean, I've 
That's kind of the great thing is I've been super transparent from the get-go. Like, mm. you know, it's just me. I'm doing as much as I can as quickly as possible. And I would have loved to to get a lot of these features rolled out sooner. But kind of the the deal I'd made with myself and the audience was, you know, this Granary Plus subscription, which I'm really not pushing that much right now because all the features that I said would be in there, not all of them, but like a good deal of them uh, aren't implemented yet because I had to take this diversion to start making the mobile apps and like learn how yeah. to do that. So just as a thank you for everyone who immediately got in, subscribed um, and be- became a Granary Plus subscriber, like as a thank you, um, they all got into the, um, the early app betas. But yeah, I, I think as far as like what I'd like to do just in the in the short term to really kind of build out that subscription, really make it feel like, you know, this almost like you pay, you're paying a Patreon, you know, someone that, mm-hmm. that you know that you can trust. Um, and it's just a few dollars a month, but you're, I want people to feel like they're getting like $20 worth of content and, and features for that, uh, for the $3. So I guess to start off with, there's definitely, we discussed this before, but these kind of mini forums, um, for, you know, if you have a certain camera that you can post and say like, Hey, I just did, um, you know, I cleaned up the light seals on my camera. This is how I did it. And like, oh, people can post a little like cool. DIYs about the either the fixes they've had with their camera, the experiences, who they trust to get it cleaned or whatnot, like, and just kind of finding new ways to connect people for things that they'll be interested in. So these kind of like little mini forums. And then also I'd like to have kind of a Discord-like chat room because one of the great things about this is that there are, there are people on this app already you know, out of the nearly 5,000 people, there's people who have been shooting photography all their life and they have just Mm -hmm. a wealth of information and they're freely sharing it. Like they're more than happy to, uh, I mean, it's astonishing that film is even like, just because we're so passionate about it, that we're able to keep this uh, alive, that, (laughs) you know, that people are, who have been shooting film all their lives are happy to pass down that knowledge. And it's just like, well, how do you get in contact with those people? So the idea is to have a few kind of Discord style chat rooms where, you know, there'll be a channel for scanning or there'll be a channel for development cool. at home. Or, you know, if you're shooting expired film, if, okay, I don't know how this was stored. How would you shoot this? You know, and just to get that kind of instant feedback from a community that like is knowledgeable. So you don't have to go somewhere else, you know, to get that information. And, and, Honestly, if I can if I can build that out and really make it to where we can leverage a community where you're getting like real value from being on here, from interacting with other people, and from just sorting through all these photos and, and, and understanding like, oh, you know that yeah, that's a really great shot. Oh, it's it's a Holga that they shot it on. Like that's amazing. Yeah. And there's gonna be you know lofty goals for me because I would love to see this continue to grow and evolve. And uh, I, I've mentioned on a couple times that I would love to do kind of a, a quarterly print magazine because I'm super oh, into yeah. design in general. And just like you know, it would be so rewarding for people to see their work like printed. Like not yes, a lot of us came back to film and you know we 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 take our shots, we send it off to the lab, and we click the scan button to mm-hmm. add that extra fee, uh, add that extra service. And, you know, we get our, our prints back and, you know, you also get a Dropbox link, you know, and that's how we interact <laughs> with our photos these days. And yeah, it's like, yeah, people should, should have, uh, you know, the ability to see their photos on, in print. And uh, this is also another feature that I'm, uh, that I'm trying to work with some 
labs and, and different companies on, but essentially like to have a database to say like, oh, hey, there's someone in my neighborhood that is that develops film like and help you discover oh, them. Cool. It's actually really cool, funny. Cool, I was cool. looking back through um, the through some of the, the recent shows and I saw um, Kyle from Brooklyn Film. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I, like I used Kyle. to, because when I lived in in, uh, in New York, I would ride my bike over the Kosciuszko Bridge and I would drop my film off in their little drop box. And yeah, like that was, those were the interactions. This is really cool. funny to think like, now I'm I'm on the same podcast as him now. Yeah. So it's, it's oh, that's so great. Yeah, that's what this community always blows our mind all the mm-hmm. time. And two, just how much stronger it keeps getting. It's not like yeah. it's a fading comet or something like that. This thing is just thriving and growing. Yeah. And, and now yeah. we're building apps and now new films coming out and people are talking mm-hmm. about cameras again. And, you know, it's just, yeah. it's so, it's so damn good. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's nice that the community just exists to lift each other up yeah like we're not yeah. In, yeah. we're not in competition if someone's out there doing a zine yeah uh, there's no photographer that looks at that and goes oh well that'll take viewers away from my zine you know yeah. we do this yeah, no, 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 no. And, right. you know we're we're lifting up other podcasts we're lifting up other apps we're we're helping people discover and get more comfortable in this medium it's like for all intents and purposes this shouldn't exist, right? Like it's an old outdated thing, but we just love so it true. so much that we're keeping it yeah. alive. So um, I think we're all just kind of looking around at one another and going like, yeah, let's let's keep doing this. This is great. I know. I love it. Man. So good. So do you have a, a time that you kind of are going to unravel this whole thing and like really kind of let the, the I, I don't, I, I'm so bad with tech terms. I I know there's like beta and, and all that stuff. Is there like, like a launch date? I would really date? like to get a roadmap out. I think that's, that's <laughs> going to be um, the most transparent I can be. And I, unfortunately, like at this point, I'm like so much in the middle of the eye of the storm in terms yeah, of like yeah. coding every single night and like making, uh, making feature uh, changes and, and getting feedback from some of the beta testers for the app that it's, it's hard to really predict where things will go in terms of like the short term. But I think I can say with confidence at this point, the, the app should be on the respective app stores, Android and iOS in the next month. Oh, so awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm really ex- I'm just really excited to get that out into into people's hands. And and although I started with this just being a web app like cuz I I still think the website is beautiful and you can see photos like in much higher um mm-hmm. much I agree. Higher I love looking. Yeah, I love looking at it on on the computer. It looks so good. Yeah, and yeah, I wanted to really show more of those photos and that's another thing was like having no crop like that awful mm. 4x5 yeah. Instagram crop. But I thought it would be great that people just use the website and then I, I had to, to deviate and make the apps and, and we're really close to um, to getting that done. Um, so I will be putting out a roadmap shortly, I would say, uh, in terms of when the when the open beta will be, uh, in terms of when everyone will just be able to kind of open up and, and click a link and, and download those apps before they're officially on the app store. I know, I, like I have to live in these terms now too. This isn't my yeah, this isn't <laughs> yeah. my best app one, but like now I'm, a, now I'm an app developer. So, so yeah, yeah. So good. In short order, we're gonna have um, an open beta for everyone, and then 
there will be an official launch on the App Store, and then I'm going to have to go into a whole deep dive on you know promoting and marketing everything. Yeah, and then then it's going to be building out the all the greenery plus features that that I said um, would come out. Um, so that I think in the next couple months, those are start to continually roll out. And, you know, from there, it's just kind of going to steamroll. And I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled that everyone has sent me, you know, they, they messaged me on Instagram, like, I really like this. Can you do this instead? I'm like, yeah, I can do mm-hmm. that. Like, let's, let's make that change next. Um, and that's really cool. I, yeah, that's this is cool. Yeah. I, I mean, there's plenty of people that, that have reached out to me that have been like, hey, can I get in the, in the beta? I'm like, oh, I'd like to, but I'm only one person. I, c- I can't like handle too much yeah. feedback at once, but um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. with with people sending me feature requests and whatnot, it's been really fun to say like, "Hey, yeah, I really like that idea. Like, let's incorporate that." Or, or people will ask me for you know the double tap to like. I'm like, hey, um, you know, I like that how that functions, but I'm afraid of it inducing this behavior or, or whatnot. So, yeah. So yeah, I've, mm. I've been pretty transparent with with people and and, and open about those conversations. And uh, yeah, it's progressing at a rate that I I couldn't have even imagined, but. You know, unfortunately, I still I still have a day job, um, so I am <laughs> yeah. like I'm yeah. logging off uh, from you know my work Google Hangout at 5 p.m. and then spending the rest of the night doing updates to the uh, to the code base. So it I, I would love that you know hopefully things uh, go in the right direction where I can make this. It's it's strange to think that that it's blown up to the point where it could potentially mm-hmm. be my you know my full time gig. Uh, but yeah. I, it would really speed up the pace of development if I had more all day time. to work on that. Because yeah. like my yeah, weekends right now are just like nonstop cram sessions from you know Friday when I when I clock out of work to to Sunday when I go Oof. to sleep. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm super thrilled that everyone's been so patient with me. Well, I will tell you, we're very grateful for all the work that you're doing. Yeah. I've been telling. I mean, I was bugging Tim like, you got to get on Granary. Let me. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, it's so good. <laughs> You know, and we're glad to have you on the show to get the word out. And we we do thank you because, like I said, the community has been at least hungry. Hungry for this. We're very excited. I'm I'm frankly amazed. So yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back with listener question for Kyle right after this message from our sponsor. Just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. We've done a bunch of these already. We develop some film. We talk shop. We laugh. It's an all-around good time. We usually try to get a former guest to hang out with us. And like we say, Patreon is the best way to help support the show. So head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Thanks. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Morky underscore snaps. And they wanted to know there's a focus on analog photos. Is there room for digital? Love this. I think, honestly, yes, there is. For Ah. one person and the size that we are right now, I think it made the most sense for me to start with the film niche. That made a lot of sense for a number of reasons for me. The storage costs, for one, because, you know, when you look at Instagram and people are able to post uh, a carousel of 10 images, that's a lot of cost that would rack up really quickly. And how many people are actually getting to slide six and seven or three and four, mm-hmm. you know, sure. as we scroll yeah. by. So uh, I felt like there should be a lot of importance on the individual image at the outset, which is why we don't have like a carousel in greenery. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Very small aside to that, I would like to uh, add in something I'm calling a super hashtag. 
it's a working name. I'll, I'll iron it out later. <laughs> Essentially, that would link one person's photos together. So you can have a gallery of, of items. You would just have oh. to upload them individually. Cool. And if you wanted to, let's say, archive them and keep them off of your your profile feed, but still have them so they're accessible in a group, in a gallery, you would be able to do that. But that's one of the features I, I'd like to, to roll out in the future. But as far as digital photos, I think there is something called sensory that could live alongside greenery. Still workshopping that ah. idea. Um, oh, but, interesting. Okay. But yeah, I, I would love to, I don't want it to be film specific, but if if this grows to a point where it can support, I mean, just the the level uh, and, and a much wider audience in terms of people right, who, like, right. uh, who like digital uh, photography, I would love to support it. I don't think, I think it would bankrupt me right now if I tried doing mm-hmm. it. I think it's a, I think it's a stretch goal. I think it's definitely possible with the, with the right people, with the right support. And, you know, it, it might be something, you know, a separate app, or it might be something that lives as a part of the granary umbrella. And, you know, you just have a toggle as to whether or not you just want analog photos or you just want digital photos oh, cool. or maybe a combination of both. So as far Man. as digital, I would love to do it. Really cool. Yeah. Cause like, you know, photography is photography yeah. when it comes down to the, the end of the day, you know, this is supposed to be a learning tool and a, and a community tool and, and connect people. And I, I, I don't want to, you know, place restrictions on people, but it, it seemed like film for me, for the level of effort that goes into to taking photos that it, it made sense to start with this group. And I think people too, just kind of touching back on the storage of all this stuff, like I mm-hmm. think people forget how expensive that is for, because think about what we pay for Dropbox and our iCloud storage yep. and all yeah. that stuff. And I think that's what really kind of hurt Flickr in the, in the big scheme of things was their storage of, they weren't charging anything for all these people to have you know, full resolution, raw, giant files on there. Because I'm still I'm still a Flickr pro person and I paid I think it's like 10 bucks a month or something like that to them just so I can keep my archive there. You know, if I ever need to go back to something and get it like, yeah, yeah, seriously, that is not cheap. It's kind of amazing. Someone sent me uh, recently on Instagram. They sent me a a link to Flickr's developer sub website. And it's like Mm. all the the people that code that stuff. And and they I think the article is called a year without a bite or something like that. And and just what that what those costs are and how that adds up. And, and, Mm. you know, Greenery Plus was kind of back of the envelope, I, I think $3 a month works like, uh, and, and I'm, yeah. like, I'm adjusting sliders to see like what the, you know, what the total load would be and how much storage costs would be. And I'm like, I, I think this, this should do it. I, I don't want to have to increase it. I think we're at a good number now. I'm sure like everyone yeah. agrees like, yes, please don't increase it. But, yeah. um, but no, I, I think I priced it competitively enough where it, where it works with the right take up from the community, like the, the right amount of people who are free users versus, um, subscribers. And, and the hope is that there is so much value out of being a subscriber that it makes sense. And, and by joining, you're essentially ensuring that this community continues to to operate as it does. Yeah. As soon as that rolls out, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, good answers. Good answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these are these, these are always the tough questions for the guests. Um, we didn't talk super much about your photography, so I'm actually pretty interested yeah. to know on your. Uh, so part one of the two part question, <laughs> what is your desert island camera? The one camera you can't live without your ride or die. 
What's it going to oh. be and why? <laughs> oh, yeah. Good question. So we're saying for film camera. So I've, over the past two years, I've gotten rid of, I've sold two cameras. I am so heartbro- heartbroken that I've sold them oh, both. Oh, I know that feeling. But there is I know one that, yep. that, that absolutely that I need to get my hands back on again. And that was honestly my Minolta CLE. Oh. That a beautiful millimeter Embrocore mm-hmm. lens. I love that focal length. It's it's so practical, so usable. It's a nice, small, compact camera, and I couldn't afford the Leica. And I was like, you know what? This is so much better. I don't have to put gaffer's tape over the logo. You know, <laughs> uh, it's, it, it is it, it is honestly the the camera that I that I miss the most. And uh, you know, at, when when greenery stops uh, emptying up my bank account, hopefully I'll have an opportunity to buy one again. Yes, I hope you do too. Man. Yeah, that's a great camera and a good answer. That might trying to think. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think if Has if Daniel Daniel Rodriguez might have said that as well. Oh. I don't know if he had his at that point, but I know. Oh, I wish I knew. I think that's a. We, we gotta like go back and like. Yeah, I'm gonna make a little yeah, you chart. Need, you need to make like, a database. You need, you need uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A spreadsheet. Kyle Minolta Sealy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So part two is the white whale. Is there a camera that you've always wanted to try and you never got your hands on, or that you're lusting after? I tried it and then I bought it, uh, <laughs> and and then I sold it because it was the middle of the pandemic and I didn't want to n- not have a roof over my head because oh, I had just I know that bought feeling. this yeah. seventeen hundred dollar box. Opens up some gears. Uh, but yep. you know, for me, I have I had always lost it over the the design and the not mechanical simplicity because it's it's you know utterly complex. But it was the <laughs> the Hasselblad five hundred CM, and I I, oh. I bought it in November of uh, of twenty nineteen. Oh man, it's a, a hard uh, one to let go. <laughs> I had just uh, I I was about to start this whole photo project, like my first real photo project, and. Um, I, I was going to be shooting Porsche 911s in period correct locations just to make these photos oh. that were essentially timeless. Like you didn't know yeah. when it was taken, and um, and you know there was something about the you know the design and the and the ethos of the car versus you know the design the ethos of that camera. Mm. And you know I had all these plans set up, and I had actually in January 2020 had traveled to. Uh, Stuttgart in Germany to go to the Porsche factory. And that was like kicking things off for this, for this project. So I had like cool. had so many things, um, places I was going to be traveling around the country that year and, and events I was going to. And then, you know, before we know it, I'm like, you know, having to wash my uh, my groceries when I bring them back home from the, yeah. the supermarket. Oh, my I'm like, okay, maybe it might be time to offload this. So yeah. there was a brief short period of time where I, I had uh, my hands on that camera and um, it was fantastic. But I, for as awesome as that is, it, there was just some kind of uh, symbiosis between like the design element with the car and like the project that I was shooting. It's a box that that has a mirror on it and it captures yeah. lens. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone should really kind of obsess over, over something, but I will. And easier, easier said than done. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, uh, sure, okay. <laughs> Man, two solid, solid answers. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Second one's a little cliche, but you know what? I, I did like it. No, I mean, that's a, a good, great game. That's, that's yeah. on, my, on my short white whale list. Yeah. yeah. Short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. 
Well, Kyle, thank you for taking the time to to chat with us and to, again, everything you're doing with Granary. We cannot be more excited in any way that we can get the word out. We are happy to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, where can everybody check you out, Granary? What, how can we? Yeah, um, my Instagram basically is just a platform for me to communicate and get the word out with people because I just I don't have the time to set up all these different things where I can, you know, put patch notes here and have everything access that. But yeah, so I'm at granary app on instagram i'm sure it'll be in the in the title and that that's the website as well granary.app um to get onto the website and like i said the apps are coming soon and i think i have a pretty cool announcement for anyone who's made it this far into the episode you're awesome we've said that you know this community is all about lifting one another up so uh for everyone who leaves a positive review or you know any review hopefully a positive review but uh, leaves a review (laughs) on the podcast that's how you know that's how this gets in front of more people that's how analog talk grows um and you know it's it's honestly it's word of mouth for everything that's how we Mm. we really um make a difference here so for everyone if they leave uh, a review on their podcast app of choice it'd be you know uh apple Podcasts or spotify you know wherever you get your podcast, um, take a screenshot and, you know, message me on, on Instagram with that screenshot. Let me know what platform you're on, either iOS or Android and uh, a good email to send your beta invite to. So Ooh. I'm going to be able to get, I'm going to start adding people to, uh, a, you know, another, uh, beta test. So, uh, you know, for all your listeners out there, if they do that, uh, and they, they help us both out. Uh, I'll get them in the app. So. Man, that's guys, exciting. That's exciting. Thank you, Kyle. That's amazing. Yeah. And guys, you're going to get to get on it before everybody else. Have yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, your, nothing your like username. showing it off to everyone else. Yeah. So Awesome. Timothy, where are you? Guys, you can head over to Instagram, Twitter, and Granary. It's at Timothy Makeups. And I'm also on the YouTubes with some videos. Uh, easiest way to find those, just go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeup. Try to think if there's anything else. Uh, an old website just timothymakeups.com. Chris, where are you? So we are, I am Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Granary. Um, we are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we're on Facebook too, if people are still on there. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay, Kyle. We are so stoked. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. So good, so good, so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Of course. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you guys. First off, Chris and I would like to thank Kyle for coming on the show. All I got to say is Granary app. Super excited. Thanks for taking the time, hanging out with us, telling your story. And thanks again so much for Granary, for building a digital community for us analog photographers. Chris and I are super, super excited. And we can't thank you enough for all the time spent building this. Thanks again. Guys, it's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for only a buck. You can get the show two days early. We also have our patreon only develop and hang nights chris and i are also going to be doing a little 30 minute weekly wrap-up show for you guys and there's a bunch of other stuff over there so if joining the patreon sounds like something you're interested in head over to patreon.com slash analog talk patreon is the best way to help support the show and for the patreons who already help support the show guys we do not know what we would do without you all right so until next week we will see you with an all-new episode later
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.